Welcome to the Questionly Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and in 19 fewer games, I threw just one fewer touchdown pass than Tim Boyle did at the University of Connecticut. Joining me as always is Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm just uh, grateful not to be profiled as a white billionaire. That's all I got to say. I feel I'm blessed. There's no other way to say it. Right there. <laughs> oh man, what a what a week we're have coming up here. There's been some strange stuff happening last week. I think that even before last weekend, they were saying that it was the year of the backup quarterback. And <sighs> while I was trying to go through the lines for this coming week, there's a lot. There's a lot of chaos right now. Yeah, and our boy Tommy DeVito just shredded Washington. Very funny stuff. Um, Three TDs on Washington there. Just cooked them. Who could have saw that one coming? Truly incredible, but I think I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start with the shockingly fun Chicago Bears Detroit Lions game from last week. Our two teams <laughs> facing off with oh, I, I think no, we both man. got the outcomes that we theoretically want, right? Um, I guess it, it depends. For me, for, for I got the outcome I wanted. Um, you know, I don't know. For you, I'm kind of like I don't know. Walk me through. How you want to use those bottom of the barrel draft picks? Because I yeah. still see headlines about how they want to move on from Fields potentially, and I just watched him rip the Detroit Lions defense a new asshole. So, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit perplexed. <laughs> it's a tough call, right? Especially since Caleb Williams has been struggling quite a bit this year, and I obviously don't have a lot of faith in the Bears' front office or coaching staff to develop a quarterback. So <laughs> it seems risky to grab one of them. I'm I'm yeah. tempted to be cliche former high school offensive lineman and say that we should draft the best <laughs> tackle prospect and Marvin Harrison Jr. with those two picks Ooh. and roll oh, with that. Oh, that all of a sudden that's a little bit. I'm a, you said that and now I'm a little worried that they will do right? that. <laughs> yeah, and and see if Fields can click a little more with them because to your point, he didn't. I think that like my biggest complaint about the way that the Bears handled it is that Eberflus didn't give Fields a real chance to try to come and win the game at the end there, which is those. That's like the last sort of question you want to answer, right? Like, let's see if this guy can put a game away. And if he can, then maybe it's worth using those picks on different positions and keeping him around. But instead, you just punted on that whole decision, I guess, figuratively and literally. Yeah. And I think it's like kind of his coaching style, which I'm like, I guess if you're like a defensive guy, you want to do that. Sure. But also, like, uh, yeah, I don't get it. When, when you've been cooking the defense like that on, like, the QB options type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what Fields YPC was. It, it couldn't have been below eight. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was running, running perfectly well every time. So I'm like, why don't you just do that? <laughs> just did some straight handoff stuff. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess. And, like, the deep shot. Yeah, I mean, he, I think, Fields threw it. I think, you know, outside of DJ Moore, I don't really know who's catching passes for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be counting on anybody else, really. Yeah, so but it's like you can't fault him for throwing a perfect ball and the guy seemingly stuttered for no reason. Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I had never heard your coach talk. I had only seen him. And, I honestly don't know that I've ever heard him talk. And he talks a lot differently than i would have thought and i did like a whole deep i don't know i i I just i hate i hate him and i i just don't like him um i did also do a deep dive not a deep dive a medium dive a shallow dive maybe even (laughs) and uh your gm had a hilarious quote in his intro about how they were the bears yeah ryan pole said they were going to take the north and never give it back. Since he took over as GM, do you know what the Bears' record against the NFC North is? He's been there for... Is this his second season? Yeah. Uh, I would say... I'm trying to think if they got one. Uh, are they Are they 0-10? They are 0-9. and 
So Nine. nailed it. <laughs> Woof. Woof, indeed. I didn't know Eberflus played at Toledo. He's a Midwesterner at heart. A mud hen? Uh, no, that's the AAA squad for... Oh, right. They are the Rockets, I think? Or are they the Wave? No, that's Tulane. Yeah, Tulane Rockets. Is Toledo Rockets. That sounds right. Toledo Rockets. Yeah. And he, his, one of his head coaches was Nick fucking Saban. Which wow. I just think is so crazy. I didn't even that's know he coached pull. at Toledo. That's very funny. That's a good one. That's a very good poll. Yeah, I, I mean, I think to your point with the GM, obviously he hasn't come through on that one. I, I don't have much reason to believe that they develop anyone correctly, and especially when we don't have an O-line. Like, we have DJ Moore now, and our O-line isn't disgraceful, which it was for Fields' first two years. And I, I Yeah, and I think that that is true, but I also think, like, when you play Justin Fields the way he's meant to play, it kind of eliminates some of, like, he doesn't sit in the pocket and get murdered. <laughs> like, if he's on the move, yeah, so it's like, and also, he's got someone that he can throw the ball to. Like, <laughs> it certainly helps. Like that. And DJ cooked us for sure. Cooked us yep. all game. Um, so my um, concerns with the Lions' secondary and um, ability to defend a running quarterback and a an elite wide receiver have not been assuaged. <laughs> yeah, they seem well founded. I was actually I was a little sad that the safety there at the end they punted it out of the end zone because if hutch falls on that and they kick an extra point i get a push on that that uh, minus 10 line there <laughs> yeah for sure uh looking that, for one of those crazy beats yeah that would have been a beat in, in your direction that would have been big time yep um, so yeah i mean i think i think my thing with fields you asked me what, what i would like to see them yeah, do with those picks yeah. i think if they could get a real return for fields then I wouldn't mind if they traded him and tried to draft a quarterback in the next draft. If yeah. the market on Fields is like a third rounder or worse, then go ahead and give me a, a left tackle and a wide receiver, and let's see if he can continue improving because he's still young. And I mean, I think that I've seen real improvement from him with a little bit of help from a supporting yeah. cast that was literally just trash when he joined the team. Yes. I'm just. Yeah, it's like it's such a bummer because we look at this as like we're not quite objective, but we see things in the long term and like for what they are. And to me, mm-hmm. I'm just like the, that that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Like once you get a rookie quarterback, you just have you get more time by yep. virtue of doing that. So Absolutely. it's like it's They're in their personal that. interest to do that, and it's so sad. Like just. I just remember seeing shit like this like all the time in Detroit where it was like we need to move on from Martin Mayhew. We don't we need to not win be in win now. Like Matt Patricia and fucking Bob Quinn drafted m- motherfucking the kid out of Ohio State at the corner because they were trying yeah. to you know Okuda? Yeah, Jeff Okuda when they could have had fucking like Tua Tungavailoa. And it's like right. fuck you. You fucking assholes that you think that you like it's not about the team. It's about like I just hope that you know, like I don't, I don't expect it to be right. You know what I mean? Like I don't expect yeah. them to act in the actual long term interests of what is good for the team, and that is a bummer. Yeah, you have a misalignment of incentives, right? Yeah, and like that's why yeah. people are like, well, it's it, it it's not as easy as you think. I'm like, well, it it's a lot easier to do it like as an armchair fan because like. I'm not going to lose millions of dollars, but like at the same time, you should just, yeah. just do it right. <laughs> just game it outright. Good. It's not about you. Like, right. but it's a like, good sign of a badly run organization, yes. right? Because yeah. if you have ownership that is willing to back your decision based on, hey, I think this is the right move for the long-term interest of the team, it's not going to help us as much this year, then you're okay. Yeah. But and there's without yeah, it. it's so And there's so few organizations with like perfect communication that i'm sure like like, <laughs> like like i like shitting on mark davis and like i'm sure he wasn't telling josh mcdaniels like you're fucked after he loses game to the lions right. you know what i mean so it's like i get it but it's like it's just like dude at some point <laughs> you're the nfl is such an incestuous thing like do you, is it really that big of a deal if you go back to a job where you make a few hundred thousand dollars a year? Like, yeah, is it is really on. the end of the world? Like, yeah. <laughs> just do it right. Just like play it right. Like, it's not about you. Like, I the agree. organizations are 
you know, and but like owners do that shit too. Like Jim says, like a giant fucking headline today for some of the dumbest shit I've ever even read. Like my eyes <laughs> fell out of my head. And I'm like, just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> dude's yeah, got he's a, real clown. Dude's show. got a rolling pharmacy in his fucking in his glove department. Like, dude, what are you talking? <laughs> Oh my god! I, I haven't even really thought about it too much. Oh man, yeah. I think yeah. if they what ever wanted me to get in on the Pat McAfee experience, they should just have a regular segment with him and Jim Mercer at the same time. He used to come on the show pretty frequently. Did he really? Not like frequently, frequently, but I would say probably once every few months, like for once, once every half year, I would say. Like he'd make. Wow. Yeah, like or he would. Pat would also allude to talking to him often. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it maybe it felt like he was coming on more than he actually did, because like he alluded to. Yeah, he'd reference it. Yeah, yeah, but. amazing. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think I got what I wanted out of it, which was Fields looked competent. Yeah, and great. The Bears got a loss, which is great. So it, another you Lions two weeks in a row get. Um, what do we call it last week? Like feats of futility or something. Oh, that's right. Uh, Damn, yeah, can't. ineptitude in the wrong way. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. yeah, they the Bears are now the first team to have a turnover margin of plus three. Unprecedented in the wrong way. Unpre. That's right. Unprecedented in the wrong way to have a plus three turnover margin and a time of possession of forty fucking minutes plus and lose. <laughs> forty minutes is ever. insane. Forty minutes. That, means- that match is what I saw, though, watching it, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How do you lose that game? It's impossible. <laughs> it's literally so, not possible. Like, So I got what I was hoping for out of it. I was hoping for a for- long JMO touchdown, and we saw that, so that was nice. That's Yeah. For the Lions, I mean, does this mostly just confirm where you felt they were already from a, a competitive standpoint where they're good enough to like they're obviously going to make the playoffs they're obviously going to win the nfc north but they're, they're just missing certain pieces in order to make them you know that that top notch there's a little divisional fuckery at play so i will acknowledge that but mm-hmm. they've had they've played this is kind of what i've been saying all year um the defense i want to i want to see a little more and we kind of didn't yeah. see that so yeah yeah for sure um, exactly kind of where I think they're, they are like, it, it kind of, you kind of look at it and you're like, Oh, if the Eagles weren't in the NFC, I'd be like, Oh, you got a yeah, pretty good, that's fair. You got a pretty good shot, but uh, the ways we lose the Eagles, that's how they play. And they're the best team at it other than For sure. maybe the Ravens. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll come back to the Lions in a little bit because I, I want to talk about the Thanksgiving day games here shortly. Do you want to, do you want to discuss Jim Mercer some more? Um, that was uh, basically it for anyone who didn't catch it. He uh, alluded to like, wh- when was this arrest? And like twenty, like years ago now. It was a while like, ago. 20, 2015 is actually I I'm I, the timeline to me is pretty good because <laughs> the year this happened, I had a fantasy football team called Ear Say Yes to Drugs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, and you should. There's some hilarious pictures of this guy that like. He's, he was like 65, like full Ed Hardy look. It was amazing. He is a complete doofus. <laughs> yep, as, as so many of the owners are. And he said something like, I wouldn't have got this DUI. He had like, he he, tes- he tested for like hydrocodone, oxycodone. Yep. It was after like a hip surgery, like all sorts of shit. He's rolling with all this stuff. He's like, if I wasn't a white billionaire, I wouldn't have been profiled. They would have just let me go. I'm like, bro, I don't. It doesn't sound like that to me. I don't think that's the way it works, man. Also, I mean, it must be hard to find someone to drive you around or to call a lift when you own the Indianapolis Colts, right? <laughs> Got to drive myself. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's surge pricing. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Can't spare the. However, I mean. It doesn't even matter. Money's not real to this man. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Okay, so let's real quick talk about some of the backup quarterbacks that that showed up last week. Mitchell Trubisky came into a game yet again. The Steelers luckily still covered my number because I I jumped on them way early in the week. I think when Deshaun Watson wasn't ruled out for the season and they were getting four points. Okay, but you know it's never a good sign when when Mitchie Biscuits gets forced back into action again. 
in Seattle, we had Drew Locke coming in after Geno Smith oh, was... Geno. I don't even know what to call it. Just collided with by an Aaron Donald, by by an angry Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> that was enough to like injure him, which it would mean, be enough to injure most humans. I, I'd be I'd be out. I'd be out for the season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then Tim Boyle came in. Tim the Jets. Boyle. The Jets finally, wow. uh, you know, with the recent injury to Aaron Rodgers, felt obligated to make a move from Zach Wilson and brought Tim Boyle in off the bench. John, he's, he's got a familiarity with the uh, Hackett system, and that's, <laughs> some would say that that is more integral to being a good quarterback than the ability to throw the ball, um, <laughs> right. run, and read defenses. He knows Nathaniel Hackett, and that is better. Yep, and and I was motivated because of his appearance to dig up his college stats and see what I should be thinking in terms of the, the betting lines for the next few weeks. He played three years of college football at the D1 level for the University of Connecticut. And his final numbers, 48.4% completion percentage. That's not great. I mean, he was dragged down a little bit by his 444 as a freshman. After that, he was he was always at least 52%. All right, and pretty good. And <laughs> he ended up with one touchdown and 13 interceptions. That's great. Do you know what his record in the Civil Conflict was? <laughs> um, I think it's because <laughs> UConn is a terrible football program. I guess. Wouldn't you stop passing? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, how many anyway. attempts did he have? It sounds like sounds like they did. Yeah, it's, it's true. Maybe maybe this is a uh, be careful what you wish for a situation for anyone who between the trade deadline and now has been complaining about Zach Wilson because before the trade deadline, you know, yeah, maybe do the the seventh six swap there for Josh Dobbs. That might be a good move. Yes. <laughs> but we're about to see what happens when Tim Boyle gets extended playing time. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Dolphins he, might have trouble because I don't know if there's much tape to work off of. I mean, I saw Tim <laughs> Boyle throw enough passes in one or two preseasons with the Lions to know that in the preseason, he was dog shit. So <laughs> this this could be worse than Peterman. <laughs> In all likelihood, it it'll be close. It'll be yep. ap- apples. To, it'll be apples to apples. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on to some of the other negative performances from last week. <laughs> the Jets obviously get a negative, although I'm I'm counting it more as a positive for the Bills because it went pretty much exactly the way you'd expect. And, and the we Jets. did talk about the Steelers because of Trubisky, but that's a big positive because they fired Matt Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So. That's true. Just want to lay that we, out. We there. did. We did call out how great his tweets were. So. Hey, that's right. Let's talk real quick about the Chargers, um, who I picked last week minus three in Green Bay, John. and who could have covered that three points in about seventeen different ways in that game, from what I watched in the recap. You know what, John? I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my guys at Charger Chat. Yes, that's true. Let's hear what do the Chargers Chat folks say. Uh, they have a T-shirt they sell in their store that says something like, like unabashedly positive not gonna apologize for it or something whoa (laughs) and i did not see that in the charger chat today the charger chat was not all vibes today they're pretty bleak one of the co-hosts delivered the entire podcast i think it was like two hours long but i only watched about a half hour and this dude had like a hawaiian shirt on on button (laughs) With no undershirt. Wow. Wow. Time. It was it was pretty bleak on the Charger cast. Um, I think anytime Rex Ryan says that your coach should stick to coaching in Division Three, like it's not going great for you. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a tough look. Because uh, I agree. I was like, yeah, all right. That's I get it, Rex. yeah yeah i can't fault you there for for thinking that so so our boys our boys weren't doing great steely says that it's not the defense's fault they lost the game i mean technically both sides of the ball did play in that game and keenan allen (laughs) dropping two touchdown passes austin eckler fumbling in the red zone these things don't help justin herbert had a perfect quarterback rating but like you know (laughs) yeah it it definitely wasn't (laughs) what what did you 
didn't you tell me that the what's what's the salary cap ranking for this the chargers in terms of what they spend in their defense oh is it number two the guys from charger chat told me that number two you would you would think that with the number two <laughs> highest paid defense and a defensive minded head coach you could hold the the packers under 23 you could get to middle you could get to the middle of the pack are they the yeah. last in dvoa no, because I think the Broncos are still last after the very, very rough start they had to the season. Oh, they're they're in the bottom. The Chargers are number twenty nine. Oof, sandwiched right between the Washington Commanders <laughs> and the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> what? What? The, oh gosh! Ouch! That's rough. Yeah, the New York Giants are two spots ahead of them. That is all you need to hear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this dude. And then, like, yeah, his little hissy fit in the media about how, like, he's not giving up defensive play calling. Like, don't even ask. I'm not here. He said something. The guys at Charger Chat who are, by their own admission, unabashedly positive were like, I don't see how this guy can coach here next year. Yeah. I think you got to pull the plug on that one at that point. (laughs) Because you can't say, I'm not here for the fans. Like, you're, you stink. You stink. Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing? You're terrible. Your defense stinks. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Two of the guys from Charger Chat even went to Lambeau. Poor guys. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a rough trip to make that's from that rough. part of the country up to the north. <laughs> so it was a rough time for them. They were not doing great. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I think that's good enough for the Chargers. I'm very <laughs> mad at them, obviously, because I, I felt like they probably should have covered <laughs> that one. got again. You got God again. I did. I did. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you count on I told you to take someone else. You did. You absolutely did. Uh, let's talk about another AFC West team real quick. I don't know. Do, do you feel that the Chiefs performance on Monday night counts as negative or? I, oh, no, only because it just affirmed everything we already knew. Yeah. They're good at everything except catching passes, right? That's like the one thing missing from their game. It their seems. wide receiver core is a trash can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and, and say that that's not really a negative one. I think you're right. It's just an affirmation of what we've seen. Yeah. And if you're going to lose a game where you have that many key drops, plus a Kelsey fumble at like the 10-yard line to yep. the Eagles, who have the best record in football by four points. Yeah. I mean, that's probably fine, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're not, again, yeah. It's, it's everything we knew. Like, is it, I mean, I guess technically it can be negative, but it's... It's not like yeah. that game against the Jets, where you're like, right. if Patrick Mahomes looks like this a few more times, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah I think I think for the people who are moving towards discounting the Chiefs as a real threat because of how bad their pass catchers are, I would just remind them of like the majority of Tom Brady Super Bowl seasons, where he had maybe one reliable pass catcher, and mm. the Patriots rolled out a really good defense, and then counted on the quarterback to make enough plays because it worked for them for a long time and i think he had usually two guys i mean maybe like edelman plus edelman gronkowski Gronk. yeah, yeah that's true the years, the years that gronk was actually healthy that's but it's true. like brady can't, and then they always could like run it better but like yeah and in that case i kind of think you're talking mckinnon and kelsey because mckinnon's still a good yeah. pass catching back no he's pretty good but it's not yeah it's not I mean, yeah, you know, he, he's yeah, doing so, the James White thing, and yep, yeah. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about the Chiefs. I think that they're still as scary as can be. Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, yeah, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is so good that I don't count them out. <laughs> yep, you know what I mean. Like he's too good. Andy Reid is awesome as well. So yes, Andy Reid is awesome. I do want to talk about one thing that that would concern me more than anything else with the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, it would be nice if they had someone who could catch a ball that hit him in the hands. Yeah. But the one thing that, that reared its ugly head was, you know, before Mahomes came and the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl, Andy Reid had a reputation as Eagles being... Reed. Yes. Yeah. A brilliant offensive mind who made some questionable in-game decisions that often hurt his team. Yeah. And I think... So that there was, there was, there's one thing that I would say I'm not worried about going forward that was a, a symptom in that game, which is he called a lot of pass plays in a game where the weather was obviously not great for, <laughs> for catching passes. And 
I think the Chiefs still should have caught him, and I, I don't mind in the regular season if you're just like, hey, you know what's really fun, though, is calling plays for Patrick Mahomes to throw passes. So I'm not too worried about that one going forward. But there was a moment in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter? I might have the quarter wrong. So there's a moment in the second half, though, where the Chiefs had the ball at the 39-yard line. I'm pretty sure it was the 39. I think I thought to myself, okay, that's a long field goal. But it's not like a impossibly long field goal. Mm-hmm. Though the weather is obviously going to factor in. But they had, I think, about a fourth and five. And yeah. this was the fourth quarter. Because this was before the Eagles scored their touchdown. So anyway, they had a fourth and five. And from the Eagles 39-yard line. And they punted. <laughs> and That's a rough one. The guy, the guy covering the punt screwed it up. He waited for it to bounce instead of just catching it. And it bounced into the end zone. So you only gain about 15 yards of field position. <laughs> That's Oof. a problem. Like, I guess if you miss the field goal, you get it from where you kicked it, though, too, right? So yes, that's true. So we'll give, but a, we'll give them if you're four more yards or whatever. Yeah, if you if you're gonna lean into the Mahomes thing and throw the ball a lot on a night where you're averaging like eight yards a carry, maybe just give Mahomes the ball on a fourth and five yeah. when you're in dead man's land there yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, I agree because it's like maybe he was like, oh, I, you know the. Arrowhead's got a weird wind tunnel going or something. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just let Mahomes do his thing. Like, it's not like a high scoring affair at the moment. Like, right. It kind of, it kind of felt to me like maybe it was just one of those ones where you're in the middle of the game and it's like, oh, what do you think about the field goal? Oh, the weather's not great. And like the time's running out and you just go, like, okay, punt. I, hopefully in the postseason, he would just say, screw that. Like, we're just going to let Mahomes try to find someone. <laughs> is open or scramble for five yards because that's that's the way that we're that's our strength right yeah and i think like coaches that also call the plays that kind of stuff can happen to them i think a little more often than uh ones that don't yeah mcveigh and shanahan are famously a little rough in certain situations like that exactly so i think like that's kind of something that it's kind of it kind of comes with it you know they're they're yeah. great play callers but they can some kind you know you can't really assess do two things at once with ex- exact like i don't know like perfection yeah or, be, be perfect at both of them yeah, yeah it's for hard. sure okay i'm gonna skip the positive ones for this week because i'm looking at the list that we've made again and i they're they're fine but they're not that great and <laughs> I, I i i the only one i want to point out is broncos yeah yeah okay what let's let's do fuck? it so the, like, I, I said that they, they aren't the sort of team to win four games in a row and they did <laughs> they sure did we still got the cover that we were looking for, yep. uh, but they did take down Josh Dobbs, which, you know, no small feat this year. Bit. Hurt my soul a little bit. I'm not going to lie. What do we, what do you think of the Broncos at this point? Like, I mean, they do, they just leaned into the no mistakes sort of methodology, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, the, the offense is a good unit, I, you know, and the defense isn't quite as bad as we thought. So I think their offense can be very balanced. And I think that that's kind of like, uh, you know, if you got that, if you can control the ball a little bit, yeah, you're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you, so do since, people, you know, since they blew their game against the Jets in week five, they played Kansas Oof. City and held Kansas City to 19. They played Green Bay and held them to 17. They played Kansas City again and held them to nine. They played Buffalo and held them to twenty-two, and they played Minnesota and held them to twenty. Those aren't terrible the numbers. Isn't all world, but yeah, like all you need is a decent one at that point, and that's that seems to be what they have. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I get they're they're probably what? Where would you place them? I think I'd say that they might be like a top. They're like in the ten to fifteen range of teams in the league, maybe. Yeah. Instead of yeah, being yeah. twenty-five to thirty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they could be pretty... I mean, you look at the standings now, they're knocking on the door of a wild card, or they have one. Like, they're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Five and five. Given how the, given how things started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty remarkable. Okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and look at the Thanksgiving preview. So I have one, one big question for you going into Thanksgiving. There are three games, none of which is supposed to be very interesting based on the Vegas lines. The Detroit Lions are favored by 7.5 over the Green Bay Packers. The Dallas Cowboys, last I checked, were favored by 11 over the Washington Commanders. Woof. 
And the San Francisco 49ers are favored by seven over the Seattle Seahawks. I like all the favorites, even with the lines. But what do you think? Who's gonna burn me? I took I took all the favorites too. Um, and then I guess if you want to throw in the uh, the shit bowl on Black Friday, who do we got? We got the Jets and the Broncos, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah, I like that I one like caught all me the... off guard again. This year they were talking about. I'm like, what are you talking about? A Friday game? <laughs> is this the first year though? Right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they get to debut it with our man Tim Boyle. <laughs> I yeah, think that's probably what Prime was hoping for, right? When they paid for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it going to be Al Michaels just drinking bourbon in the booth oh tonight? My God, I think it will be. Yeah, he's going to be. <laughs> he's going to be chasing his hangover from from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tim Boyle. <laughs> oh my God, that's going to be great. Yeah, I. Uh, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> who who burns us in the Thursday games, though? Gosh, in the Thursday game, <sighs> my lean is that it's the Cowboys. I have this. That's like, how, I, I'm. I I don't know. I I like that though. You know, I think. I mean, they they stomp bad teams. That's what they've done all year. And Washington is a bad team. They are a bad team. By all by all metrics, they are 27th in DVOA. Like they're a bad team. They are bad. But yeah, I don't know. That kid, their quarterback, like he's one of those. He's like a Fitzpatrick. Who did you compare? You compared. You compared Baker Mayfield to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and yes, I was very angry correct. at you. I was like, "This is bullshit." Baker is better than that clown. Yes. Sam Howell, on the other hand, <laughs> now not. I feel like we're playing with the Fitzpatrick meter. Holds the ball way too long. Takes huge shots. Like. He'll either get sacked eight times or throw four touchdowns, 400 yards. He looked like dog shit against the Giants. Three picks. Did, couldn't really do anything. But, yeah, I don't know. The dude's just If he's got a short memory, he's a rookie. We don't really know. Yeah, he could come out on fire. Like, that's just, like, the nature of how he plays. So, I can see that. Who do you think but. is number one in the NFL in pass attempts? <laughs> Sam Howell. Sam Howell. With 442. Uh, In second place, you have Josh Allen with 382. So Sam Howell has a 60-pass lead. That is almost, that's almost like a sixth of the attempts. Which would take you all the way from Josh Allen at number two down to Zach Wilson at number 18 for the number of pass attempts. How does he have that many? That's... A question. That's a question yep. for another day. Why Zach Wilson doesn't have... I mean, I guess you can look at depth of target and stuff, and you could probably weight it differently, because I'm sure Zach is not throwing the ball down the field a ton, but... That's true. Here, here are the yeah. folks that are in that, that realm there. 60 passes below Josh Allen, which is the gap from Josh Allen at 2 to Sam Howell at 1. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, <laughs> Bryce Young, a who's who and then you get into Kirk Cousins, stars. Matthew Stafford... <laughs> So we're in the injured territory already. Four games. <laughs> yep, that's what we're looking at. I think I was more worried about the Cowboys until I started looking at his attempts per game, and they just keep going up. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? If if Sam Howell's throwing the ball 50 times against that Dallas defense, at least two of them are going to be pick sixes. To me, it it's it screams that maybe Bianami is not used to having a quarterback that isn't Patrick Mahomes. Like he can't throw himself out of any hole. Like. Mahomes, right. that's true. It's like if they're doing bad, put it in the hit, put the ball in his hands more. Like that's the way you can do it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there is there their offensive line must not be good at anything because they can't protect and they must not be able to run the ball either. But yikes. so maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not as worried about that game as I thought I was. I'm definitely not worried about the Lions. I thought the seven and a half. I feel like that's Vegas just saying like, look at the extra half point. You don't you don't want the Lions, and the <laughs> Lions own the Packers right now. Um, that's true. You know, it's 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 a homecoming of sorts for my dude Joe Barry, <laughs> whom I love, whom I'm a big fan of. Anytime he steps in the Ford Field, I'm, I'm very huge happy. fan, huge fan of him. Oh, um, fuck that guy. Um, um, it's hard. It's hard for me because I mean, you know, I think Jordan Love isn't quite as bad as he was in the beginning of the season, and I think. Their young wide receiver core is actually okay. Yeah, they're showing some life. 
the idea that Aaron Jones, he hasn't really been that good this year anyways, but he's out. <laughs> Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave was like, I'm hurt, guys. I got to sit out of practice. They're like, oh, you have a lacerated kidney. You have to go on to IR. That's concerning. Yeah, that'll hurt. Um, but he doesn't <laughs> really counts. do anything. I don't know. I don't think our defense, you know, I think they, they're going to be able to do some stuff against us. That's what I think. So seven yeah. seems right. You know, if the Lions play clean, yeah, they could stop them. But it, we haven't played a clean game in a, in a minute. It's true. It hasn't been. It hasn't looked easy for a while. That's for sure. So hopefully this is a get right game. You added this one to our doc. I think it's a good call with Thanksgiving being tomorrow. Ah, yes. What What are you most thankful for this season? Oh man, we're looking at the Thanksgiving. I love this little thing. There's been so much, John. I don't know. I, I'll start with one. I guess we've we've gotten to a lot of this, but there's one thing we haven't talked about a lot on this podcast, and it's that. The Patriots are absolute ass. They are so bad, and I'm here for every single second of it. Like, it's been a long time coming. Like, Mac Jones is giving fucking interviews like he's a hostage fucking survivor. Like, (laughs) literally, you listen to his interviews. It sounds like he's a hostage. Like, it is insanity. I don't know what's going to happen. I only hope that Bill Belichick's grumpy ass gets fired at the end of the season. It is hilarious. Yeah, he's been chasing that Don Shula wins record. It's uh, They're not making much progress. Yeah, he, he'll get a second stint. When they fire Brandon Staley out of a fucking cannon, Bill Belichick will be the next coach of the Chargers. That would be the place to go, right? If you wanted to get that wins record, it'd be like, oh, hey, hey, Justin <laughs> Herbert. Hey, second highest defensive payroll in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's coming. I feel like the writing's on the wall for that one. I did hear a good take on it where somebody was saying they're not going to fire Belichick this season, but they will. Maybe Kraft will come to him and say, like, hey, we're, we're going to cut this Nepo bullshit out. Like, you're not allowed to hire your sons anymore. You're not allowed to hire back all of your old assistants who don't have any good <laughs> credentials for the job that you're giving them. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, that might that honestly might be enough. Like, he's not bad at everything, I don't think. I don't think he magically became unable to coordinate a defense, but those decisions, it's like, yeah, that's not you can't allow that sort of <laughs> that sort of decision making and come out on top. Yeah. It could be, but I think it's just time. I don't know. Maybe they'll trade him for I hope they trade him for like a sixth round pick or something. Just completely disrespectful to his legacy. I'd love that. That would be solid. All right, I think I'll talk on the Bajant and Dobbs one because it really it's really <laughs> killing me how funny it is that we spent time digging up Tyson Bajant's information before the season started and how big of a story it turned into. And then the idea that Dobbs is just going team to team and looking like a competent player wherever he goes. I don't even know. It's just amazing that, that these storylines like... <laughs> That we covered kind of as a joke ended up being actual storylines in the NFL this season. And like, for me, I I know this isn't everybody. Like, this is the reason why I really enjoy the NFL, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's really, really wild that that Tyson Bajant played like a minor role in what this season is going to be. And Josh Dobbs, we talked about him, uh, I think, the, the week before everything started he was kind of a minor storyline for us because mm-hmm. the cardinals traded him and cut colt mccoy after a full after a full preseason oh man so yeah i i thought that, that was so funny it was like it's been it's been the gift that's been given the whole season and they're both in the nfc north now even better yep that's true i am extremely thankful that Aaron Rodgers injury <laughs> torpedoed the Jets season. <laughs> it makes me very happy. Yeah, I threw this one on there for you. I have the Jets minus, under nine and a half for the season. And I'll be honest, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. <laughs> even Jets, with all the pixie dust they've had going. Yes, even with the luck they've had, they are sitting at four and six. And... They have the Dolphins twice left on their calendar. They have Cleveland. They have New England. They have Houston and CJ Stroud. All I need is two more losses in their next seven games. And I've got that one locked up. And, uh, you know, it's even more fun because Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is, in the meantime, 
you know, just teasing the media about how he's going to come back when everyone with the brain knows that that isn't happening. Even if they were in playoff positioning, Aaron Rodgers, the 41-year-old, isn't coming back from a torn Achilles this year. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you're right. I was going to try to do a bit. I can't even think of one. I'll save it for Festivus when I complain about the way the media's covered it. <laughs> yeah, the airing of grievances. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do one of those also. <laughs> oh, man. I don't have this one on here, but I'm so thankful for CJ Stroud. <laughs> what yeah. a revelation that man has been. Absolutely. I That's been that a lot shit. of fun to watch. I went back to our AFC preview because I wanted to see what we were saying. Man, we got the AFC South wrong. Is the AFC South not complete ass? How, how are the Colts 5-5? Five and five? I don't know. I don't know. How did that, that happen? I just like don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange. I don't one. I don't get that at all. That's that's wild. Tennessee Tennessee's three and seven. Woof. Yeah. I think I'm picking them this week too. That's who are they playing? Well, I'll let you get that when you get that. Yeah. And then of Tennessee. course Yeah, go ahead. The, I was gonna say, of course. It would not be the, the end of this segment if I didn't say I was thankful for the goddamn Honolulu blue and silver wave. The yes. Detroit Lions being having the second best record in the NFL. Yeah, do do yourself a nice little victory lap. I mean, I'm thankful just because they're fun to watch, but man, this has got to feel good. They're a ton of fun. Hey, it's it's one of those things. I was thinking about like why like. I don't know. It, it's funny to see just like with the Chargers, like I, I, I always see a lot of similarities in these two franchises. And it's weird because it's like the Lions. I don't know. It's 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 great. It's been awesome to see the front office and the ownership and the whole team be on the same page. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. And like the Lions aren't a franchise that's lucky enough to just have an ingrained identity like. If I say the Chicago Bears and you're a, a fan of the NFL, you kind of know what that is going to look like, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like, no quarterback play, defense. Yeah, they got that big defense. Exactly. So it's like, you kind of know what that looks like. You know what the Steelers want to be. The, the the Lions have no positive identity other than losing games in a hilarious way. I was going to say, maybe maybe in the offseason, we should do a bit where we, do we discuss the Lions and the Chargers. And the differences, because I feel like off the top of my head, the Chargers are victims of their own incompetence, where they do hilariously inept things in games that blow them, like letting a screen go for 30 yards on third and 29, something like that. And the Lions are victims of circumstances beyond their control more often, where you think Uh, about like the Calvin Johnson no catch. The the Calvin Johnson (laughs) rule, but we have also, I mean... I can think of two come to my mind right now. Jim Jim Schwartz on Thanksgiving challenging a play that couldn't be challenged. You couldn't that throw was a challenge flag. Do you remember yeah. this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was watching that game live, and I stood up, and I was like, oh, my I God, knew it exactly. he just blew it. He I knew exactly when it happened. I said, you can't do that. It's a touchdown now. A one-year rule. That, that rule is in place for one year. It was for... <laughs> yep. And Jim Schwartz... Who is literally <laughs> touted himself as being some fucking genius from some dumb wherever the fuck he went to school? Don't remember. Do not care. Um, this is one of the reasons I love him so much. Marty Morningweg in overtime took the wind. I remember took that. the wind against the Bears. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh man, yeah. You yeah. know the the probably the longest completed pass in NFL history. Hail Mary for the Rogers to Rogers win. Oh, that's um, right. I've forgotten about that there's one. Probably more that I can yeah. think of. Yeah, let's but do it off season segment. Also, we can dig into it. Because hey, yeah, I'm sure there are guys at Charger Chat. They'll let me know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can invite them Maybe on. We can get them on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I lose my shit. And then I think we can both be very celebratory of Josh McDaniels getting fired because we don't like Nepo babies. We don't like the coaching carousel where you can fail your way into these positions over and over again. 
and the parallels yeah. between his time in in Vegas slash Oakland and his time in Denver is just hilarious. He wasn't even in Oakland, was he? He's only been there long enough to be in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, this is his second year, right? <laughs> and he's gone already. <laughs> yeah, incredible. <laughs> I love it. Yikes! I love it. Yeah, uh, he what a, what a complete dipshit. So. <laughs> You know, sure oh, maybe Belichick will retire out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Mark Davis will let him do whatever the fuck. <laughs> Mark Davis I'd would let that, that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I'm rooting for that, John. You found something I'm rooting for, and hopefully at this time next Thanksgiving, I'll be talking about how funny it is that Bill Belichick was hired by the Raiders and then rehired Josh McDaniels be the OC. <laughs> As the OC. <laughs> Devonte Adams just crying regularly it. on the sideline. <laughs> Tom Tom Brady comes out of retirement and has a very Aaron Rodgers like just gets yes. injured immediately. Yes, this is, this All right. is beautiful. This is pretty good. I, this is a great storyline. If I could write this, this is what I would write. <laughs> this would be great. I would. Uh, yeah. Okay. We have something to hope for. All right. Let's go ahead and run through the picks real quick. I am going to skip the thursday and friday games which i'm a little sad about both because there are four of them total and because there are a couple of them that i would love to use for the the picks this week but you know with the way that we we produce this this show it would just feel like we'd be doing our, our fans a disservice if, if we tried to use games for the tomorrow way you produce. okay that's fair <laughs> fair enough you gotta peek behind the curtain <laughs> yes yeah so let's let's get your let's get your vibe on these ones so far the, the one I feel the strangest about is I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams plus one at the Arizona Cardinals. And my reasoning here is that if Stafford is playing and if Kieran Williams, Kyron Williams. he Yeah, Kyron. Kyron, I think. Yeah, I think he's, he's supposed back. to be back. Kieran knows, right? Yeah, they they waved. Yeah, they waved. What's his face? Oh, yeah. Daryl Henderson picked up a touchdown for me last week against poor Bowen. <laughs> now he's. Yeah. Now he's gone. See ya. Um and my thought is I'm a little surprised that the Cardinals are favored already with I understand that having Kyler Murray back has been fun, but are we sure that yeah. the Cardinals as a team are really good enough to be favored already against at at least competent Rams team? Yeah, I I really don't know what to do with this game. <laughs> I like I would take whoever's getting points, so <laughs> Yeah. That's what it, I was going yeah, with. I was kind of like, I'm, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just like, what? That is, that's a real shit fest. <laughs> My next one. The Denver Broncos aren't the kind of team that's going to win five games in a <laughs> row, right? <laughs> John, you cannot take the Browns. I, I have to, I have to, I have to try to persuade you against this. They've they've Deshaun Watson. Could, he's gone. You know he's not playing the rest of the that. year. That that juju is out. Nope. <laughs> did you did you see the waiver wire for them? Did you say who they who they signed this week? Oh God, I did not. Who did they pick up? Any team, John, that just in week twelve signed Joe Flacco to a deal? No, I don't want to be picking them. <laughs> John, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh well, my god! I would just say with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> Dorian Thompson Robinson and PJ Walker weren't doing it for? <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I would say. Do you prefer the the aforementioned Tennessee Titans minus three and a half at home against the Carolina Panthers? Three and a half. Three and a half. Oh my gosh! What are these games? I hate them all. They're awful. Yeah, they're very very bad. Um. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yes? Losing four of them is rough. <laughs> yeah, I think yes. I think yes. I don't know. What is? What is? I don't know. I can see where you're at with the Browns. Oh, and I also read that as minus two and a half. So plus. Two no, the Browns half, are getting like points. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. stick with that one then. I'm hoping it's like eleven to ten. All right. Very well the next be. one I have on here is the Kansas City Chiefs minus nine going to Las Vegas. Yeah. It feels like a big yeah, line. This I don't see. Don't see why not. 
But Vegas should be, I right. mean, Aiden O'Connell is going to be stifled by that defense, right? And the Chiefs are coming off a loss and a bye before that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm thinking AOC is not going to get it done today. <laughs> I love that people call him that. I know, Very I know that, that. Yeah, the first time someone said that, I was so confused. And then the final one, which <laughs> is the one I feel the best about. The Baltimore Ravens, minus oh, three and a half, traveling to play the Chargers. Where the f- does three and a half come from? John, I have... I have no idea. To me, this feels like Odell Beckham Jr. goes for 200 yards. <laughs> what are the Chargers They are like? number one in DVOA, 27? and the Chargers are 14th. Uh, not 27. 14? With the 29th yeah, ranked it. defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Also, <laughs> like, this, this, this fan base wants to just, like... If they go down 14 nothing, they're going to boo the shit out of Brandon Staley. They all hate him. Yeah. The Chargers are 4-6 and six this year. They have wins over the Vikings, Raiders, Bears, and Jets. <laughs> and, and we should, we would be remiss if we didn't say that Tyson Bajant was playing. So they essentially yeah, have a true. win against the Vikings. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I do want to I do want to also say to you, the guys at Charger Chat kept reiterating that they have a very good team though. So very good team. There is that. <laughs> they have a very good team. Incredible. <laughs> All right, bud. Well, that'll do I it for this that. week. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. I was like three what, and a half. Shouldn't that? it be like five and a half minimum? Like <laughs> seven? I don't, I don't know. What? Oh my god. I feel like I always backdoor this part. Because I want to know who who are the Steelers playing and what's the line. The Pittsburgh Steelers are key, are sorry are one point favorites against the Jake Browning Cincinnati Bengals. I love that. I'll take that. Who do you That's like? The Mike the Mike alternate the Yaks alternate line. <laughs> I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay, I I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I went back and forth on that one a few times. I somehow don't believe in Jake Browning. Are you going for the Matt Canada bump also? That is exactly what I'm doing. That Matt Canada bump's going to be juicy. I'm very much very looking fair. forward to what this team looks like without that jabroni. Yep. All right, bud. Well, thank you very much for joining. <laughs> Thankful for this podcast, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously. Hey, have a happy Thanksgiving, bud. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, bud. We'll talk to you soon.